Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two sharp chefs and a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. All right. We all know the saying, I scream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream, right, Louis? Uh-huh. But in this case, you might be screaming in pleasure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lou, this is ice cream for people 18 and over. About time somebody thought of this concept. <laughs> Let's start with this podcast sharp quote. Love is an ice cream sundae with all the marvelous coverings. Sex is the cherry on top. By Jimmy Dean, country music <laughs> singer, actor, and creator of Jimmy Dean Sausage. Which is random. But what a <laughs> But I just, I was looking for a sex and ice cream quote, and so I sort of oh, yeah. stumbled upon this, which I thought was just completely random, that it was Jimmy Dean Sausage Guy yeah. that was making it, but it's you a good quote. You had to bring a sausage guy in here. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. So let's go ahead and make it a disco cherry today, because our special guest is Valerie Stunning, owner and head creamstress of Paradise City Creamery, a sexy plant-based gluten-free ice cream pop-up right here in Las Vegas, Louie. She's a writer, former stripper burlesque dancer and proud supporter of sex workers alliance of nevada thanks for hanging with us val thank you for having me i'm really excited to be here uh i'm really excited to have you let's dive right into the ice cream uh it's vegan it's gluten-free as we said yet super indulgent so i guess without giving away trade secrets (laughs) how do you get there because sometimes when you have those requirements it's really hard to create tantalizing flavors, whether that be a dessert or an entree. We struggle with that all the time as chefs. I hear that. And it's a lot of resistance from people who hear it's vegan, period. Right away, they're thinking, oh, it's going to be icy and grainy and just kind of tastes like it's missing something. So I'm really proud that we've been able to just to you know, nail that element of it, the texture and the mouthfeel when people don't know it's plant-based, they actually, if they're not chefs and deep in like culinary, they don't have any idea. So why did you want to have those two components as important components to your ice cream? Uh, because my body does not do dairy or gluten. Okay. So I had to make something out of necessity for myself. See, it's her personal pain point that she had to like, <laughs> yeah. fix. I mean, the best businesses come out yeah. of passion. Yeah. So Lemonade, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so you had to come up with this concept. Well, you came up with it and you executed it so well. So did it take like a super long period of time or, you know, was it a lot of like throwing away a bunch of junk and flushing so much ice cream down the toilet? Yes. It was all of that. (laughs) Yeah. So when I, I basically, the way I started making ice cream and the way I started the business, they have two different stories, but obviously the ice cream happened first and that came out of necessity. Uh So I was tired of not having options for dessert. Right. And ice cream is my favorite dessert. So I was like, hmm, 
maybe I could figure out how to do this at least so I have something in my freezer that's not disappointing. And at the end of the night of a good meal, I can go home and not feel like the little kid at the party who's just like, ugh. Yeah, you can't have what everybody else is having. That sucks. Exactly. I'll just take another tequila, please. Right. Which is, you know, never a bad thing. Right. (laughs) So I started making the ice cream and I actually, uh, the mother of my godson is a pastry chef in New Jersey. So she was a good person for me to be like, hey, I'm working on this thing just for fun and I have no idea what I'm doing. Any suggestions on how to get started? So she gave me a couple of, you know, suggestions, if you will, where to start. And I messed up a lot. Yeah. And it tasted like shit. Like for maybe the first few months that I was messing around with it. And then eventually between her guidance and information over here and other people who I know in culinary who were just like, yeah, try this, try that. I eventually got it. And so what we do at Paradise City Creamery is with our flavors, depending on the flavor, we'll either use a cashew and coconut base or a coconut and soy base. Mm, Interesting, because there are a lot of plant based brands out there that are bad. I mean, let's just be honest, like they don't taste good. Mm -hmm. Um, They're obviously at this point because it's becoming a more popular concept that there are some finally some ones that are good as well. But I mean, I'm just... I think it's pretty amazing that you can do both of those things gluten-free because that also comes sometimes those don't, those are hard to put together. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, well, if it's going to be plant-based or vegan, got to put something in there that's not going to be gluten-free, which happens at a lot of vegan restaurants. I also feel that, so I, I strictly make ice cream, right? And the toppings and the cones. And I don't know a lot about chef chefing outside of that, (laughs) which is why I'm a head creamstress and not a chef. (laughs) However, I feel that we are at a point in time where there is a new default to how things can be thought of for being delicious and decadent and indulgent and being plant-based and gluten-free is that new default. I think a lot of times people are afraid to either try not to have both in the same because they're worried about just the concept what comes uh-huh. up in people's minds when they read it on a menu that it's gluten-free and it's dairy-free right away. People might think, Ooh, this must be terrible. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, actually, if you just start pushing it a little bit more, people will eventually come around and give you more of a, a chance Yeah, and then be like, Oh shit. All right. Yeah. I think that's happening a lot right now. And I think it also has to do with a, a younger generation and a demographic that is demanding those things. Yeah. Um, all right. So you call them bespoke flavors, which basically means made for a particular customer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and read one of your flavors descriptions because I just love this on your website. So here's one, Louie. The scent of espresso fills your nose as you sip your morning Joe arriving at the station on your way to the daily grind. You head to an office with a different kind of dress code. Greeted by pink lights that surround the stage, a morning meeting is taking place as robes of chocolate drop to the floor. The smile on their faces says it all. A lap dance is the perfect mid-morning pick-me-up. All right. You're <laughs> that's hired. To describe, that's to describe a flavor of ice cream. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> um, this is brilliant. Yeah. Um, the descriptions are like mini sex novels to me, like uh-huh. romantic sex novels. Like, oh my God, it's food and fiction. Yeah. It's, oh my God. Well, I love this. So how did you come up with this idea that I'm going to do these like very, you know, specific and novel like descriptions of my products, right? It's pretty much my life story. Okay. Okay. So that, that flavor particularly is day shift diva. 
Yes. And when I was a stripper in New York, I was working day shift. And literally that was my life being on the subway, 10 a.m., car full of suits and me like full makeup, full (laughs) hair with my little bag, with my clear heels and my shiny dress in it, heading to my office. Yeah. And sipping my coffee, just jammed in between all these people. Like, all right. You know, I love it so much because it's so it puts you there. Right. You I saw all that as I'm reading it. And so it's like the definition of a great writer is one that can put you in a place that you've never been. Yeah, man. And I felt like I was there with you. That makes me so happy. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's way better than like, say, chocolate or espresso (laughs) flavor with nuts. I also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel this is a good moment Uh, with the stories themselves on the website. I work with a really talented copywriter who helps like take what I vision envision for the flavors. So flavors will come to me in different ways. I'll either be like, oh, I remember this time and I loved how these things pair together. So how about let's try it in ice cream? Or I had this story I want to tell and what can embody that. Mm-hmm. And she, her name is Molly. She's amazing. But she helps me like put together all that in this little caption. Oh, okay. yeah. So I am a writer, but I don't want to take full credit for how that comes to life. I mean, it's beautiful. Works. I love it. Um, it's quite a metamorphosis or maybe it isn't to go from stripper, burlesque dancer to somebody that owns an ice cream business. Oh my goodness. So, You're not lying. About it. <laughs> I mean, I can see some similarities and it's, it's obvious on the website, like where you're going with this, but why and how that like super career change? Mm, this is one of my favorite questions. Okay. Because I had a lot of people in my life just be like, hold up, you're doing what? When I told them what, what the plan was, (laughs) you know, cause I, I've been working on the business concept for years before we launched, before I even started talking about it publicly. And it was a lot of like, Hey, but wait a second, you're doing this. That doesn't make sense. Right. And actually it makes a lot of sense. So remember I said before, I have like two stories, one about how I started making the ice cream and one on how I developed the business concept. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, Paradise City Creamery is this great assembly of all of my careers I've had. So before stripping, before burlesque and any of that, I was in the restaurant industry and I was waiting tables and bartending. And the last job I had in a restaurant was management. And I did, I did that for four years and it was in New York city on wall street, dealing with a bunch of suit and ties, like in a very fancy steakhouse and all that. (laughs) And, uh, so I have this history in the industry And I've been cooking since I was nine. I'm Italian and Puerto Rican. I'm a home cook. But, you know, the concept of being in a kitchen and making things that make people happy to eat is not novel for me. So that just kind of all came together after 10 years of stripping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And getting all like the flashy influence of being on stage and seeing how so much of this culture in Las Vegas lives and thrives. Yeah. So how do you find like that synthesis of sex and ice cream. I didn't really need to build a brand because I was dancing at the club. I started building a brand as Valerie Stunning because I was selling myself to producers to be on their show. And so I got the experience of how to take what I was doing and make it appetizing for people, like visually with, you know, good photographs and kind of telling the story that way from doing burlesque. Mm-hmm. And that that was just one of many transferable skills from my time as a showgirl and a stripper that I feel lent itself super well to the creamery. So 
let's talk about this a little bit because there is the synthesis of sex and ice cream, but at the same time, you want to make sure that people don't have the message that you're trying to sell ice cream with sex. Uh, So what's the difference here? (laughs) There we go. Okay. There is a huge difference between using sex to sell ice cream, which we don't, and making high-end ice cream that celebrates indulgence, which happens to include sex and sex work. So the fact that my ice cream happens to be plant-based and gluten-free is because I am plant-based and gluten-free. And because the ice cream celebrates sex and sex work is because that is the world that I come from. And that's what I choose to emphasize. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, You're obviously very confident and outspoken. Um, I always... I always like to get tips from people who have things that like not every woman or man or or has, you know, and I feel like, you know, sometimes people are born with it and other times people develop it over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel like about that, that you walk around and you, you have this like gate to yourself, (laughs) you have like a certain, you know, um, image, Uh, (laughs) you have an image like on social media. So is this something that just always has come to you? Like you're born with it or is this something that, you know, over time you've developed into like, you know, a grown woman and that's where the confidence comes from. Every person is born with something that makes them fabulous, makes them unique. And just there's something about tapping into skills that we each have that help bring out that confidence. So I feel, yes, I'm confident, but it wasn't until I started doing more of what I was really good at that allowed me to flex a little bit more. Okay. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. So it was really a lot of trial and error, you know, in the beginning, late teens, early twenties, like us all, right. Right. On how to like figure out what are my strengths? What am I good at? And once I started tapping into more of that, it led to more and more things. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm pretty cool. Hey. (laughs) Louie, it totally goes back to that gift again that we were talking about. I'm completely obsessed with Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Conversations. It's so fucking good. She's an Aquarius, by the way. Yeah. Who am I? She's a badass. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I learned recently on one of her podcasts was that um, you should look at yourself as a gift. And since you're a gift, what do people receive when they receive that gift of you. So what's Lorraine's gift? What's Louise's gift? What's Valerie's gifts? What, what do you have that you're giving to the world, giving to your friends, giving to your family, whatever it is. And if you think about yourself in that way, then you can really hone in on like whatever that skill is, whatever that personality trait is, whether that's confidence or whatever, you can really hone in on that and then take the world by storm because now you know your gift and you know what you're giving people. It's just... It sounds brilliant. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, so you're really generous with information is what I found out after reading like some of your blog and like looking at your social media. I feel like you really just want to put it out there and you want to share it because you've gone through whatever trials and tribulations and struggles that you've gone through over time. And one of the things that I noticed you started writing about was starting a small business and like kind of, you know, how stressful that can be and like how, how hard it is to figure out like your footing and stuff like that. So I know this is like a whole nother podcast because you could talk about this forever, Forever, but, uh, (laughs) but what are some tips that you have? Because especially like in this business, there are so many of us, you know, that are cooks, servers, hostesses, management, front of house management and back of the house that want to have their own business, but it's, it seems so daunting. Yeah. Mm. We all have big dreams, right? I mean, what's, what's that first step? 
everyone is just barely pulling it off. Huh. Interesting. Like for real, I'm looking at, I, I'm looking at businesses that have been around forever that are, have hundreds of employees that have multi-million dollar budgets behind them. And every time it just feels like they're just getting by and just pulling off an event or just, you know, making it all come together. Okay. Everyone's constantly just on that hustle, you know, right. figuring it out and doing the best they can with whatever they have, which is usually on a limited budget. So and there's that, a little bit of fake it till you make it happening. Yeah. Or faith it till you make it. Okay. Or, or make it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah it's just, um, Maybe, maybe it's a little woo-woo and I am a little woo-woo, but just knowing that uh, everything is just something someone has figured out how to place inside something else. Okay. Breaking it down to something very simple like that helps take away a lot of the pressure. Okay. And even if you don't have any funding, I, I funded my own seed money uh, and I started with very little resources outside of my own community. And it was one just really believing like, hey, if somebody else can make all of this Las Vegas, look at Las Vegas, right? Somebody came to the desert and decided that it was going to be what it is now eventually. Like that idea started somewhere with very little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why can't I do that? Why can't you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Jolene Menina, she owns secretburger.com and does all those great events. She recently told us something really interesting. She said... Yeah, it was a lot of bullshit and all these things were going on. But in the end, it was one thing on a checklist. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like checklist. Start it. Yeah, just real. fucking start it. Yeah. Just do it. Like, don't worry about it too much. Yes, you have to have a business plan. Yes, you got to be smart. Yeah, you got to have money. Uh, but you got to just fucking do it. Yeah. Like so many of us have failure to launch. <laughs> and, and that is a real like I, I have had that for a long time. And mm-hmm. still like I, I don't know. I'm one of these people who sometimes to, to a fault, I'm obsessed with perfectionism Uh, and it's really, and it never gets the thing is perfectionism. It's never good enough. Never good enough. And nothing gets done. Yeah. That's a problem. It can make you a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. And in the failure to launch thing. Right. And also it can make you not sit and take the time to appreciate what you've accomplished Mm. because it's never good enough once you've done it. Right. And I've noticed that with myself where I have such big dreams and I am such a go-getter. And sometimes I'll I'll hit every single thing I've aimed to do and be like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And I'll be like, hey bitch, listen, did you see what just happened right. and how you killed <laughs> right? it last year? Can you just breathe and yeah. appreciate that? Yeah, that's hard to do. It yeah. is. Right. Um, you say you want to be the pleasure you wish to see in the world. What does mm-hmm. that mean to you as a concept? Uh, so yeah, we, that's our tagline with each scoop. We aim to be the pleasure we wish to see in the world. And then we also have, uh, if you ever come to one of our pop-ups, we have a photo booth and on the printout, it says, be the pleasure you wish to see in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's really about celebrating oneself Mm -hmm. and however that looks. And in, especially in our society, in spite of what we're often told, that pleasure is supposed to be or how it's supposed to look or how it's supposed to feel. It's just taking the concept of what makes you feel good and celebrating that for yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's really like a fine line between like making a delicious flavor, making something that when you have it, it becomes you basically. (laughs) I mean, not basically it does. Touches your soul. Food become, you 
becomes you, it becomes part of you. And so there's that line, like, it's just like food is so visceral and sex is so visceral. Sex work Uh is visceral, you know? So I feel like I totally get that. Like, is that kind of like what you're trying to to say? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Okay. (laughs) Good. I get it. (laughs) I I feel like her concept's a celebration of the senses. Right. That's what it is. So, you know, be the pleasure that you want to be in the world. Uh, That's perfect tagline for it. So you've been an activist for sex workers. Why is it important to you to be an ally and be attached to that with your business? I believe so much in the magic that sex workers bring to the world. And because of stigma and because of patriarchy, it's often conflated and overlooked and it deserves to be celebrated. And I feel if more people understood what sex workers do and how important the jobs under the sex work umbrella are and how they make people's lives better, then the, I feel the entire world would be a much happier place. How, I guess let's get into that a little bit. So what do you mean by that when you say like it makes everything better? I, what I mean is that people, people who patronize sex workers, uh, they're coming for, they're coming to, to feel good about themselves They're coming to feel celebrated themselves. Uh, I'll take my experience as a stripper and 95% of the clients I've ever had over a 10 year period of time were often there just to get something that they were missing in their day-to-day life. And that something was usually appreciation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. what a lot of people, I think because of how, I don't think I feel because of how we're taught about sex and how like, I don't know, demonized sex is when you put sex and work together, it scares people because they already feel so many things about sex being shameful and weird and guilty. And then when you'd say, oh, and then you're charging for a sexual service on top of that, they they assume that it makes you this bad person because they already have in their minds that it's coming from this bad place. Right. I say, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. This is, this is a good thing. And when you have healthy conversations and you have two consenting adults and there's agency involved on the worker's behalf, it's actually a beautiful transaction that puts people back into the world, you know, happier because they're getting something they don't normally get. Their needs are fulfilled. Exactly. Yeah. And it can be like that with ice cream Dude, it, <laughs> because I feel like there's so much like guilt sometimes with like dessert, <sighs> yeah. you know, it's like, we call it like a guilty pleasure yeah. or, you know, and it's like, why, why are we guilty about things that make us happy? Mm-hmm. Right. But that, that's a, a cultural thing, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's so much, even outside of sex that to your point just now, we're so, I don't know. We're, we're so guilty about so much. Lots of internalized shame about a lot of things. And you're just like, damn, there's so much in the world to feel good about. Can we just focus on that? That's true. Very true. How has that been for you? Um, I mean, you're selling ice cream, which is sort of like one of those immediate things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of like stripping too. It's like immediately you're happy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I know me, like when I first started cooking in an open restaurant, when we worked together at Bazaar, I would get chills like, oh, they really like it. You know, because you get that satisfaction of I just made it. And now they're like, oh, they're making audible sounds like, oh, this oh, is so good. It's like sex, basically. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, what has that been like for you? Because we've heard a lot of great reviews Thank on you. your on your ice cream. So how does that feel when you get 
you know, the people in line that are waiting forever for you, or, you know, they're all like stacked up because I saw the pictures, you know, and they're just like, oh, I love this. And they're just like, ooh, ah, ooh. How does that make you feel? It's incredible to see something that I've been wanting to share with the world come together and really translate in a way that I intended to. And for people to to take the time to wait on the line, to spend their hard-earned money and to have that moment for themselves and share it with whoever they're with, right? And just be content and so deeply satisfied. Right. And that's... I feel like a good ice cream can do that for you. Oh, yeah. for sure. Time stops. You know, you're just like happy in your moment with the yeah. ice cream. For me, it's like pizza and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I need, what I need is like, since I, I just found out that I have diabetes this week, ah. <laughs> bad news. Um, and I love ice cream. So what I need is a really good sugar-free ice cream right. brand or for all to make me a sugar-free ice cream. Um, <laughs> Cause I love ice cream and I'm just like, fuck this. This is fucking bullshit. Like creme brulee, like beignets. My, my life is like fucking uh, eating over. Does like, that mean we don't, we can't go for donuts anymore? I don't know, man. Oh, like right. I'm just starting to read about it. This is like a shock to me. Like yeah. it's just out of nowhere, but I'm just like, ah, um, anyways, off topic a little yeah. bit. Um, we talked a little bit about creativity. You've been talking about it throughout. So um, all of us, we get to this, especially like in the restaurant world and the chef world, it's like we get to this point where we're just, we just talked about this, like burnout. And it's like, where's my creativity? It's like, you can't just sit down and be like looking in a blank page of paper and be like, let's be creative right now. Mm-hmm. Like it comes from other things. Mm-hmm. So what sparks your creativity to make these like very specific flavors and very specific yeah, like we menu concepts where, where Val's ideas come from. Yeah. <laughs> like, are they just woo, percolating or like yeah. are you watching yes. something? Are you <laughs> listening to music? Like, you know, what's the soundtrack? Do you, you know, that have kind of a thing? paradise oh. city creamery notebook? I have or so sketchbook. many paradise city creamery notebooks. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm yeah. I've been journaling for forever. So there are stacks I have no books in my safe. I don't have money in my safe. I have no books in my safe. Okay. Because <laughs> if there's ever a fire, you better believe. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what you want. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, but yeah, the ideas are, I, my inspiration comes from so much, but mostly it comes from the life that I've lived. And, and I just have this, it's very colorful in here. I'm pointing to my head. It is very, very <laughs> colorful. <laughs> uh, so when I talk to people about the creamery, when they haven't been, I, I, I try to, I try to attribute it to something maybe they might be familiar with. And what I normally say is if you were to find a speakeasy ice cream shop in a strip club, that's Paradise City Creamery. It's our favorite time of the week on the fly. 60 seconds rapid fire questions today with Val Stunning. We changed this up a little bit. Of Paradise City Creamery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready? Three, two, one. The food you always crave. Ice cream. Favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, maple cayenne crunch. Best tool for your job? (sighs) Good imagination. Ooh. Cat or dog person? Fake plants. (laughs) Oh, love it. (laughs) Fake plants at Ikea are on sale. (laughs) Most inspirational person? Ooh, I'd say... Probably Dolly Parton's freshest on my mind right now. <laughs> Dolly Parton challenge. Yes. <laughs> right? Dream place to travel and eat. Cross between Japan and Greece. Ooh, good. Craziest place you've had sex. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, daytime Central Park on a bench. Woo! Oh. Guilty pleasure. Are there any? <laughs> no, no guilts in my pleasure. I love that. We've never heard that yet. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Mezcal. How do you relax? Ooh. Go ahead and answer. Spa. <laughs> spa, huh? Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah. Imperial. The Korean oh. spa in Sahara. I've never yeah. been there. Oh, girl. The best really? $25 of your life. Mm-hmm. $25? And they're always and on Groupon. you could stay all day. Because yeah. my spas are like $200. I'm so, like, dang. I wanted so to try good. that place out and just like soak in that little clay bowl pit. I love it. It's I napped crazy. in there before. It's amazing. Awesome. Maybe we should do like a spa day with all of So like, this is so funny that it's coming up. And I have to say, this is really funny, actually. I was just at Reliquary, which is funny and sad because Hard Rock is closing and it's becoming virgin... Well, actually, when this podcast airs, it will have already been closed. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, but yeah, so Reliquary, I went to a couple days ago and it was the AVN convention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which was freaking hilarious. It was like awesome. And my favorite part, punchline, I was hit on by a really hot freaking porn star. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that more later. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's sell it. We've got Val from Paradise City Creamery. Where, when, how, all the fun. Well, you can find us online at paradisecitycreamery.com, on Instagram at Paradise City Creamery, and on Twitter, Paradise City CR, because Creamery didn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) And taste us in person every third Friday at Artifice, starting at seven, and we go until we're sold out. So the earlier you get there, the better. We're also going to be announcing very soon some new and exciting collaborations we have with uh, restaurants here in town about being on their menus. So if you'd like to really keep tabs on where we're going to be in between our residency at Artifice and get the inside scoop on where we'll be like on people's menus. The best thing to do is to join our invite list. So if you go to our website, there's literally like a bunch of boxes, not just one. There's like several, so you can't miss it and just put your email in there and we'll keep you posted. Awesome. I actually just did that yesterday. So I'm going to be on the list. That was stunning. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to two sharp chefs in a microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.